the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Nick, I think I sound worse tonight than I did last night. What do you think? <clears throat> uh, a, a little bit, sure. Yeah, yeah. last night it was a donkey. Tonight it sounds like I'm doing a um, Marlon Brando impersonation of the Godfather. You're coming today on the day of my daughter's wedding, you insult me. I don't know if I'd go that far, but (laughs) you're almost there. Anyway, I'm glad to have a chance to share this hour with you all. Got some new peeps listening tonight that weren't listening last night, at least according to Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, that's where the magic happens during my hour, I think, not here in the studio. Although, Nick, you do a great job making the magic happen over there behind the board, taking calls and playing good bumper music. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Facebook. Pay attention to the great comments that are going on in the thread. As well as pay attention to my partner in crime who's calling in tonight all the way from Las Vegas. Good thing she we were able to tear her away from the tables over there. I don't know what game is hers. I don't know if it's blackjack or <clears throat> roulette. But I know politics is, is a game that she's been quite successful at. <clears throat> that is the yeah, libertarian I'm legal analyst Alicia Dern. Hey, Alicia. Hi, I'm not much of a gambler except in this. <laughs> like to the entrepreneur gamble, but uh, I, I'm not good enough in math like win 21, you know, blackjack. <laughs> right. Did you say you're a gambler when it comes to business, though? Yes. That's yeah. Where, that's where I like to gamble. Well, yeah. And you know what? It's funny you should say that because <clears throat> it is a gamble when you go into business. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I reported on. President Obama saying something dopey like, you know, the successful business people are America's lottery winners. It's like, you know, I guess you could look at it that way. You buy a lottery ticket for a dollar, you get a big return. But the gambling that's taking place with business owners, the stakes are way higher than that because it's your entire livelihood. Oftentimes people are taking mortgages out on their homes. We're going to spend a little time tonight in economics, actually a little bit later on in the show because Alicia is actually calling in. We didn't have time to get to some economics uh, stories last night, and Alicia is actually calling in from LPEX. We're going to get to that a little bit later. We're also one of the reasons why I'm always glad to have Alicia on the show, because there's always some top legal story we got to get into, and I don't know nothing about any of that. So we're going to talk about a little hot water that a former Speaker of the House is in. That seems to have been, I was expecting today's big top story <clears throat> to be this rally over in Arizona. Seems like things are quiet over there. Seems like it's been a very peaceful protest. You know, I had some misgivings about um, the, this protest because it seemed as though it was intentionally staged uh, to provoke and really walk a line. And I'm all about um, the tradition of America in terms of peaceful protest and exercising our, our free speech in a peaceful way. I actually, as I thought about it, I was so concerned with the provocation end of it, <clears throat> which which in one sense makes me squeamish because I don't really want Americans to have to be worried about repercussion just for saying words or even saying something offensive on a T-shirt. Nobody has to worry about that with Christians, right? 
But however, I am somebody that tries to be, you know, respectful in my speech. But the more I got to thinking about it last night, Alicia, I got to thinking about, I like this idea. As I was prepping for tonight's show, I got to thinking about how much I like this idea of people taking to the streets outside mosques that are producing these monsters and these savages. Pam McGillar was right about one thing. Those Islamist terrorists are savages, and the American people have not been protesting enough about it. Let's connect some dots as to what's really been going on while everybody's been, you know, obsessing this afternoon over Denny Haster and something he was involved in. And we are going to cover that. I think if he did something wrong, I think he should be held to account. You know, I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. What I don't like is double standards and hypocrisy when it comes to accountability. But one of the friends of the program, Doug Kaiser, asked me to report on rules of engagement and what's going on with our military. And that connects us to um, some some dots in terms of what Obama has been up to and kind of what his game plan is, you know, and as we've been watching terrorists, you know, have a free for all against us, whether it's, you know, uh, different ways here <clears throat> throughout the terrorist attacks here or whether it's ISIS marching across or Afghanistan and what's going on in Iraq. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it start, some of these things start to add up as to what Obama's overall game plan is. So I got to looking at some of the rules of engagement. Of course, this is what I'm able to find Doug doing some digging um, in relation to ISIS, remember how President Obama said he was going to degrade and destroy Alicia? <clears throat> well, we have uh, American pilots that are over there. Uh, and even today, Obama's spokespeople coming out saying he's got a strategy of airstrikes, right? Well, this is what a pilot had to say, an F-15 pilot. He says they couldn't get, there were times they would see groups of ISIS fighters, had them in their sights, but they couldn't get clearance to engage. Uh, this this pilot goes on to say that those you know bad guys probably went on to kill innocent people and spread evil because he didn't have the ability uh, to <clears throat> pull the trigger. We now know that going back quite a ways back to a year or so ago, we know that we have known exactly the location in Raqqa, Syria, where the ISIS headquarters is. But our military has been told that they're not allowed to pull the trigger on that. Of course, a spokesperson for the DOD says, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's a long term military strategy, da, 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 because now, you know, we've got political correctness that's kind of taken over the DOD. He says, we've got to be cautious about making sure there's no civilian casualties. What? <clears throat> Alicia, war is war, right? You know, if we're going to if we're going to send our, our guys over there, whether it's boots on the ground or whether it's in the air facing facing, you know, uh, the enemy, we've got to be in it to win it. And in fact, I totally agree with that. Yeah, totally agree. it's immoral to do anything less. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And, and one um, former uh, retired lieutenant general said that um, in terms of uh, airstrikes, he said, you're talking about hours in some cases where particular uh, target, uh, they had to leave the area or the aircraft had run out of fuel because they were like basically doing laps up there trying to find like the perfect target where they could make sure the shot was absolutely perfect. Here's some of the boots on the ground. Uh, rules of engagement. This just makes me so angry. Uh, Marines are not allowed to return fire, Alicia, until they've been shot at twice. Right. I mean, let that sink in. Oh, you know, you don't just get to shoot at me once. You get to shoot at me twice before I get to get to return fire. What kind of crap is that? Um, Here's some more. No night or surprise searches. Villagers are to be warned prior to searches. That's like going to high school kids and saying, we're going to come search your lockers tomorrow. They don't even warn American citizens before they search us. Right. Afghan National Army and and National Police must accompany U.S. uh, units on searches. U.S. soldiers can't fire on insurgents unless, you know, they're fired on first. And, you know, only women can search women. 
You know, I mean, it's 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 absolutely insane what's going on here. You add this, the rules of engagement, <clears throat> onto the fact that we are now finding out, it's been admitted to by Jen Psaki, that we are hiding information in regards to uh, the negotiations with Iran for the nuke. We are hiding it from Israel. Now, this we find this out a week after President Obama goes out and says that, you know, yeah, they're anti-Semitic and they said that they want to wipe Israel off the map, but that shouldn't preclude them from having a nuke. Add that on to the fact that now we've got reports that Iran has continued up until a month ago, continuing in nuclear cooperation. Have you heard about this, Alicia, with North Korea? No, I haven't. Yes, secret delegations have been going back and forth from Iran and North Korea, even into just a few weeks ago. Uh, This was reported by the Iranian opposition movement called MEK, M-E-K, inside Iran. I mean, and this goes, you know, beyond missiles. Uh, And, of course, North Korea is the country that, you know, um, Jimmy Carter worked with and negotiated uh, on on our behalf with. And what ended up happening? They got the nukes, right? So you add all this up. You add on the fact that he will not, President Obama, will, you know, look what he did in Libya. Look what he did in, in um, Cairo. Look what he's done in terms of, you know, lying to the, the American people in terms of running guns to the bad guys over in uh, Libya. Running guns to Al-Qaeda, Alicia, and the Islamist. <coughs> you add all this together and you have exactly what Dinesh D'Souza talked about in 2016. He talked about a militarily neutered America with the Middle East under radical Islamist control. I think we're seeing it completely laid out, and that's why I get so angry when I see buffoons like O'Reilly and even those in the Republican Party talk about, um, you know, how, oh, well, you know, we really need a governor this time, Chris Christie said, because the issue with Obama is incompetence. No, it's not incompetence. We got O'Reilly last night saying he just doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, no, he knows exactly what he's doing, Alicia. Yes, I agree completely. I, I don't think he, I don't think it's incompetence at all. I don't even, I don't even think that Obama is a stupid person. I think he just has a an agenda that uh, you know maybe Americans just can't believe his agenda. Like it just it's so bizarre to us that our commander in chief would uh, put our military into harm's way, uh, not for reasons that are not that's. <coughs> the best uh, purpose for America, really. Right. Now, you're a libertarian. You're over there at the OPEX convention. And, you know, I was like so in support of Rand Paul on a lot of things. He says that we got spy and showdown coming Sunday of this Patriot Act, which is set to expire. With everything going on in the world, there has not been one instance that they can they can quote to to say that the data mining to to confiscating my phone records, you know, is somehow, you know, um, led to, you know, any stopping any attack. So I'm on board with Rand Paul on a lot of things, but when he comes out and blames ISIS on, on the Hawks, Alicia, that's when I got to go, really? Brother, how yeah, dumb you know, are you? But You know what? I, I have to disagree with you there. I think that uh, part of our problem that we have in the Middle East is that uh, originally, and this was back, you know, with the first President Bush, Iraq was a balance of power against Iran. And what happened is that uh, Iraq was getting a little too powerful, they, and uh, they, they posed a threat to the Saudis, and the Saudis have a close relationship with, with uh, several politicians and with Fox News uh, and, you know, the so-called neocons, and I think that they encouraged us to depose uh, Saddam Hussein. Now, when, once, you, once we removed Saddam Hussein, it destabilized the region, and it left the power vacuum for these radical Islamists to rise to power. 
And, uh, you know, and it's a lot more complicated than that. Well, did we leave a power vacuum? I don't think we left a power vacuum. Iraq was stable, according to President Obama, until he decided to pull the troops out. I tell you what destabilized the region was overturning Cairo. See, I was was, you know, taking out the military strongman in Cairo and allowing for and actually giving five hundred billion dollars to the Muslim Brotherhood, taking out Qaddafi uh, in Libya. Qaddafi, after 9-11, he handed over all his weapons of mass destruction. We didn't have any problems there. So to me, nation building in the Middle East, we shouldn't be there trying to control our power at all. That's right. But if but if Rand Paul's going to blame anybody, there was more people that have been 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 more bad guys. First of all, we got to go back to what really is the cause of the issue here. And it is ideology. The cause is this is Koran made. This is an ideology where there may be some bad decisions on the made on, on made by on the part of some commanders in chief that maybe might made a pathway for some of these guys to gain a little ground, maybe. But let's talk about we need a Republican candidate who can name the issue. Do like Nani Darwish says. we got to have the courage enough to name our enemy and its location. The enemy is not the Republican Party. It's not even the Patriot Act. The enemy is Islam. And so hats off to those people on the streets in Arizona because they are calling it out for what it is. I don't like the nasty names on the T-shirts. I don't like their approach. But I like the fact that we got some Americans that are out, out there naming the enemy and its location. I, 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 so I agree with you that Islam is out to kill all the infidels, and that includes Christians, and that includes Jews. But I also, uh, the history shows and the, the, the Middle East politics of, of the 20th and 21st century show that there are factions within Islam that they would have been fighting each other. And if one of the problems that we have is that we're there. We're, we are invaders of their land, so we're in their face. If we moved out of their out of their spaces and protected our borders, I think that we would have more success in keeping radical Islam from being a threat to Americans. Well, I disagree but, because I think that, you know, in talking to ma- people like Major General Bob Scales and in, in debating the isolationist strategy, you know, um, in, in, his, in history, you know, he has a different approach. He says, you know, we can't we can't just retreat within our shores, particularly when we've got an immigration policy that makes it possible for everybody and their Tom, Dick and Harry to come here. You know, if we were going to seal our borders... That might be that might be a viable strategy. Tell everybody who every American get the stink out there. I think we go, Jimmy, you know, do a Jimmy Doolittle style raid on them suckers over there. Seal our borders and tell them, OK, fine, we're out. Well, I don't know that we would be able to seal our borders. And I'm not really talking about being right. isolationist. I'm talking about being very strictly defense oriented. So if somebody attacks us, we destroy them. Nobody should get away with attacking us. But going in and trying to do these humanitarian and nation-building missions that we're doing, it's, it doesn't work. Well, you know, I'm with I, you there. I'm with you there. In fact, Nick is in my ear. He's with us, girl. I'm loving this debate. He's telling me we got to get to a break. When we come back, <clears throat> we're going to pick it up on the other side. And I also want to get your thoughts on this Dennis, Dennis Hastert lawsuit okay. indictment. <clears throat> Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. 
proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. At Kubota, value means getting more than you expected for less than you thought. Like the L2501 DT Compact Tractor. Now with financing as low as 0% APR for up to five years and factory rebates, you can do more for less. That's value. That's Kubota. Zero down, 0% APR financing for terms up to 60 months on select equipment now through June 30th, 2015. Financing through Kubota Credit Corporation USA. Subject to credit approval. Other exceptions may apply. For more information, call toll-free 1-888-465-8268. For more information or to find a participating dealer, visit Kubota.com. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. This is AM 1170, The Answer. show who things were getting fiery before the break i love great debate particularly with somebody as smart as my gal alicia dern and alicia i want to ask you want to shift gears from that great debate as much as i would love to spend the whole hour on that um your thoughts on this denny hastert situation see i'm reading this that he's been basically indicted for pulling money out of his own accounts that's right (laughs) that's right so here here's what's happened he um, was blackmailed by an individual for something that uh, allegedly happened, uh, a, a male relationship, uh, something that happened allegedly 30, 40 years ago. And uh, this person approached him and said, you have to pay me $3.5 million or I'm going to tell the world. So he was uh, pay- pulling out money to pay this person. Uh, but when you buy- pull out more than $10,000 from your bank account, it gets reported by the bank to the federal government under our current laws. Why? uh, And and this is, they they say it's for, you know, anti-terrorism, drug trafficking, but this particular kind of law actually impacts a lot of cash-based businesses. It results in a lot of people who are innocent people getting prosecuted because they try to avoid it uh, by doing smaller, um, you know. Smaller amount. Like we've been talking about the civil forfeiture where they've been confiscating bank accounts of people. So, so uh, I mean, paying somebody blackmail is itself um, illegal, although I feel like that's blaming the victim because the person who's extorting you is committing a felony. So, but where they really got him is they got him in, uh, you know, trying to uh, circumvent this $10,000 uh, uh, withdrawal rule and then lying to the FBI about it because they asked him about it and he said, oh, I've got the cash, and he didn't because he was giving it to somebody. Oh, so he so lied. Thought, okay, see, I didn't. Since when was lying wrong in Washington? 
You know, he was the Speaker of the House. I mean, we've got Hillary Clinton going around lying all over the place. Obama lying. They perpetrated a lie on the American people over Benghazi. She's lying, covering up, deleting emails that are public property. So basically, he was a victim of blackmail, and then he got and now he's being prosecuted for paying his blackmailer and trying to do so uh, with his own money, but in a way that didn't arouse suspicion with the FBI. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure his blackmailer has turned state's evidence on this because uh, he's uh, identified anonymously, but that means he's a witness right. to the FBI. The person who actually did the crime is not going to be uh, prosecuted. Any pr- any crime from 40 years ago is way past the statute of limitations. That's not going to be prosecuted. Right. So he's just being prosecuted for being a victim of extortion and trying to be right. So meanwhile, now I think anybody who, you know, hey, if the law is a law, you break the law, I think you should be, you know, held to account. But like I said in the open, I, I really despise the double stand and the hypocrisy going on here. You know, I mean, people have been all over this all day on the news. Meanwhile, we got, you know, <clears throat> a presidential candidate running around who's basically openly, you know, money laundering under the name of the Clinton Foundation, breaking the laws with her emails and the gun running with Benghazi and that cover up on the American people. That's okay. In addition to the fact that she's trotting around with the former Prezi, who we all know what he did with his with with his um, sexual harassment of women. There were even rape allegations that were not investigated by the FBI. He's been going down to Orgy Island where there's been involved of rapes of, of, of younger women down there. You know, but no, but we're in a feeding frenzy over Hastert. <laughs> right. And, and, and the Republic- you know, it's Republican and it's scandalous because, it's you know, they, there's this assumption. You know, I noticed the no, news is not saying um, alleged indiscretion from the, the 1980s or the 1960s or whatever it happened. Um, they're just calling it an indiscretion. Like he di- he's already been convicted of doing something wrong right. with another male. And, you know, and none of that is proven. We don't know whether he did that or not. So anybody can say they're going to say something about you, and if you're afraid of it, you can still pay them to not say it, even if it's false. Yeah, see, Hastert's automatically considered guilty until proven innocent, but Clinton, you know, no matter whether or not there were bruises on any particular woman that he harassed, you know, you know, oh, it right. depends on the definition of is, is. Now, what's going on over at LPEX? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big convention. It's pre- uh, you know, we have uh, three days here, so today was the first full day, that tomorrow is a full day. Um, we have over uh, a convention of over 30, 35, 40 um, vendors who are all uh, liberty-minded uh, um, businesses, uh, everything from legal organizations such as me uh, and uh, the Pacific Legal Foundation to educational groups to consultants to website designers. So there's all kinds of really cool um, uh Resources here for people who are uh, liberty-minded. There's over 45 speakers who are libertarian and Republican speakers here uh, getting great information on how to get uh, active in your government, how to be, have successful grassroots uh, organizations and campaigns. So just lots of energy. I'm really uh, excited about the, the lineup here because there's been some very interesting topics. Awesome. Well, I'm hoping you're going to take lots of copious notes, being the attorney that you are. <laughs> Maybe you got a reporter there who's documenting it all. So next week, I'm adding, I'm adding a few things to my book, which I have uh, announced uh, and I'm selling here uh, as publishing on July 4th because I thought, you know, Independence Day. <laughs> right. Now, what title did you give it? Uh, Just Pursuit, which is a, uh, a, a phrase out of a quote from Thomas Jefferson who says that men should be free to um, pursue. <clears throat> 
activities and, and they're, you know, well, they're just pursuits, basically. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so, and, but it, the book is about uh, helping people who are interested in being candidates or grassroots, having grassroots campaigns stay out of the line of prosecutors and lawsuits. And, you know, it's interesting because just today, uh, this doctor, and I, I'm drawing a blank on her name, she was a candidate for Senate, a Republican candidate for Senate of South Dakota this last race. Okay. She just got convicted on six counts of perjury because of uh, what happened with her petition, her ballot petition. Dr. Bosworth? So, yes, Bosworth. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so, so uh, you know, if you want to run for office, you need to get Alicia's book so you know how to do it legally. That's what I was going to say. You know, this is, that's exactly the kind of thing. That prosecution was definitely politically motivated, um, and that's the kind of thing that you can run afoul of as a perfectly decent person. I don't see why she should have been prosecuted for that. There's all kinds of uh, barriers to entry for people getting on the ballot that, that shouldn't be there. She was and probably a Republican. Kinds, yeah, she was a Republican. Oh, hello. And she got prosecuted by a Democrat. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Now, great comments. Before we take a break, before we take a break, I want to read some great comments that are coming out regarding our, our topic. Excuse me for sucking on a cough syrup, <clears throat> cough lozenge. Joe says, and I think Joe was a bank examiner, Joseph Aiello. I, did I say your right, name right, Joe? I'm a Southern girl. I don't speak Italian. He says, you can file an exemption for the 10K plus rule if you show it's normal for your business, like a supermarket. But you have to submit records to show the normal levels of cash deposits. If they agree to 20K, the supermarket has to, has, has to report the Y over. So, you know, document, 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 unless you're Hillary Clinton. Hey, a little economic news, Alicia. You've been yeah. so busy over there. <clears throat> Did you know that um, even if you leave out the first quarter of 2009, when the evil recession that started in December 07 was still ongoing, President Obama has presided over the lowest average first quarter GDP growth of any president who has served since 1947. Yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. Uh, we are totally in a recession, and uh, it's just masked by the Federal Reserve monetizing our debt. Uh, Rob, we'll tell people who don't understand what that means, monetizing the debt. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, it means that the Federal Reserve is, is printing, basically printing money. It's a little more... It's a little more complicated than that, but they're printing money and giving the banks more money, to uh, w- w- which they're holding. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of cash, and all that cash, when you have supply and demand, the more you have of something, the less value it has. So we have a right. more cash in the marketplace than we normally would, uh, and therefore the value of the dollar is uh, <coughs> less, and, right. the, the, and that's called inflation. And so the way, when I say monetizing that debt, that means you're printing money in order to make a debt value less. So all the bondholders of this country, whether they're from China or holding them treasury bonds in their retirement accounts here in the United States, those bonds become worth less money over time. Those bonds are U.S. debt. Right. So that, that's what I mean by that. Well, I appreciate that because it's been a long time since I sat in finance class. <clears throat> There's a reason why I don't work in that industry because I didn't particularly dig it. Here's the long and the short of it. For those of y'all who don't understand everything Alicia just said, liberal economic policy sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're making us all poor. All of us are poor because of because of their economic policy. That's Absolutely. Why That's why we're not out of a, out of the recession. Absolutely. We're not investing. Breaking news. You heard it here on the Andrea K show. Hey, now we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears and actually have a little fun here on Friday night. It's been a long time since I had some laughs with this lady. So y'all don't change that doll. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. 
takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. Look no further. We have the answer. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, 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 babies. Y'all know what that music means. It has been way too long since we had this gal on the Andrea K show, the one, the only Della B. Hey. Where in the stink have you been, girl? Well, I've been on the road a lot. I've been traveling, and uh, I, I get caught up on on the internet on these lists. Like, look at the top thirty five cute kids that were celebrities that are now ugly, and I, I it's a trap. I get I get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, okay. The well, then tell you. us. Tell us who's the ugliest. Uh, well, um, the little uh, I don't know. Um, I can't think. I got a block. Well, I can tell you who is who is turning out to be as gorgeous of a young girl as she was as a baby. To me, is Suri. I still think that's Aww. one beautiful little girl. She is cute, but she doesn't <laughs> smile very much. No, well, pictures. I don't know. Look at that lineage yeah. she's got. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, one of my lists was, you know, they got these, like, everything organized and these tips, you know, the DIY. I got one for you. Okay. It's how to make your sinuses drain. Uh, <laughs> you, you push your tongue into the roof of your mouth, and you put a finger between your eyebrows, and you apply pressure for 20 seconds. Okay. And then what happens? to make your vomer bone. <laughs> Rotate back and forth. Okay, now keep it rated G, Della. Okay, we don't. 
Actually, I tried that and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got a witness from Alicia. Okay, now I, I doubt you heard that from from La La. What's going on up in La La? Okay, well, it, well, uh, you know, we've got a story out of San Bernardino, the county uh, fair. We've got a um, a Navy veteran by the name of Sabrina uh, Gordon who who f- had a fatal accident at a at oh, a carnival. No. Was she was she doing a ride? Well, it's an, it was a non-mechanical attraction. I can't get it in my brain why anybody would do this. It's it's a scaffolding that's built up about thirty feet. And you climb this thing, and you got three choices to jump off into a big airbag at 20 feet, 28 feet, and 36 feet. Okay. This does not sound like a good idea to me. So apparently she got to the Why? Isn't that what stunt people do for a living? They they, they jump from much higher than that. I happen happen to know an award-winning, two-time international award-winning stuntman who will not do a free fall. Oh, okay. So bad I, idea I, then to I, do a free fall people, onto a bag. Okay. So, that's right. They will not, they will not, he will not jump into a bag. And, you know, I mean, he'll do wire work and everything else, but that is an extremely dangerous thing to be doing. And I don't understand how the California inspections for attractions and carnival rides allow this thing to even be there. I don't know. Maybe Alicia can research that from a legal standpoint and and report back for that. um, Because she hesitated on her jump, and then when she did go off, I think she hit some scaffolding, and she did not land on the bag. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. um, That was not good news from that. But I had my own personal accident this week. Uh Uh-oh. I went to see Pitch Perfect 2. We're back to (laughs) Oh, no, girl, what kind of damage did it do? Oh, You're talking about oh, your retinas, your earlobes, what? What what got damaged was, in the process? Well, my brain was trying to chew its way out of my, my skull. <laughs> it was the, it was so, I saw the first one. It the was first one was funny. Fun. Uh, excuse me? Oh. Yeah. It, it was so bad. It was so bad. The music is amazing. You, I mean, these, these, the, the artists, the vocal artists in this movie, they do it all a cappella. You can't believe it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Everybody's great. But the, the script was so bad and it was so long. It was like two hours. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. There wasn't enough popcorn and M&Ms in the world. No. Um, that, and the know, joke isn't, that's it. not a two hour joke. You know what I mean? No. But, you I know, mean, did, my and did, did person, Anna Kendrick reprise the cans where the cup, with the uh, they red did song. a little bit of that mashup actually with their acapella group, and um, my favorite person in the whole thing though is the the delicious Rebel Wilson. I can't I get her. enough of this blonde uh, bombshell from Australia. I don't care how She's old she is. She's a big blonde. Bon- <coughs> well, and, and like thirty five is like so ancient. Oh, the big story. She's, She's not twenty nine. She yeah. She's tray adorbs. Come on. She's adorable. And then Haley Steinfeld, which um, played Maddie Ross in the remake uh, by the Coen brothers of uh, True Grit, uh, she had her singing debut in this. And I was a little like, okay, what? And she was amazing. And Republic Records has actually signed her. Awesome. So that was, that was the, the, the singing was was brilliant. And but the, uh, it was awful. It was Elizabeth Banks. Um, she directed it, right? Real debut. And she was delightful in her part. and But she's not responsible. Responsible for the script, and it was just uh, ugh. Uh, so can't go there. Oh, can't go there. Purge it, girl. Purge it. Go? 
listen, this is where I can go. Where? My favorite celebra hunk of the moment, Chris Pratt, okay. star of Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy and the latest version of the Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. Turns out that Chris, the mm-hmm. yummy Tris, tr- Chris, is a true patriot. How so? He, re- he released a video showing him teaching his two-year-old son with Anna Ferris, little boy Jack, the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, no. And he planned to post it on Memorial Day, but he was on a presser for the movie in China, and his phone wouldn't work. But Chris posted, uh, I am proud to be American. Aww. You know, how sad is it we've gotten to a place where that that's like an awe moment? Because, I mean, that used to be like an everyday occurrence in this country. But oh, now yeah. it's like you're considered a rebel in La La, you know, if you yeah. call yourself a proud yeah. American. Now, we got 30 seconds left. What else you got, Miss Stella? Oh, well, I was going to ask a question here. to you. Johnny Depp is in trouble because he is in Australia mm-hmm. to film the latest what, five or six of the Pirates of the Caribbean. He came in on a private plane with mm-hmm. his two, two Yorkies, Boo and Pistol. Huh? Um, did not take them through customs. There's a 10-day quarantine on animals entering Australia. He is now looking at a potential 10 years in jail and $340,000 fine. His pilot um, is also um, looking at a possible two years in jail. Well, well, you know, celebrity or not, you got to know the laws. You know, hopefully, you know, nothing bad's going to happen to them fur babies or they're going to hear from Andrea Kay. There's a big brouhaha going down there because some radio talk show um, uh, shock jock went off on the Minister of Agriculture because he had said, get them dogs out of Australia in the 72 hours or we're putting them down. And the shock jock called him a wanker and a, a little gerbil. He and, is a wanker. If he's, if he's putting out a fatwa against a couple of little Yorkies, he is a and, wanker. And now he's wanting an investigation of the radio talk show guy. And it's like, the dogs are out of Australia. Call it a day. Johnny Depp, write a check and let's be done with it. Exactly. You know? Well, speaking of being done with it, right. That's ridiculous. involuntary manslaughter. Exactly. Good oh, grief. You know, come on. All right, Della. Go. Well, love you. We're going to have to leave it there. Love you. Thank you. Have a great Mwah, night, Della. Bye-bye. Bye, doll. So glad to have Miss Della back. Hey, you know who I'm glad to have back? Shifting gears. Very serious story going on. You know, we've been, the country's just been torn apart with <clears throat> so much of this. Uh cop, you know, fostering hate crap and trying to, you know, make sure that we've got, you know, the administration, Department of Justice trying to make sure that, you know, all the black people feel like they're victims of the systemic racism of the police departments, the whole black lives matter. Meanwhile, they want to pick and choose which black lives actually matter to them. And there is a young lady who lost her life. Um, in in D.C. And the story has not been getting the coverage that it needed to get. And y'all know um, Sean from Sackhead Sean and SHR Media, friend of the show forever since I think I launched the Andrea K. Show. Yes, actually, he called in the very first Andrea K. Show. Well, he's actually on the line because this is a story very close to him. And so he's going to tell us what the situation is with this, what happened to this young D.C. reporter who was used as a human shield. Hey, Sean, thanks for calling in tonight. <clears throat> Hey, Andrea, thank you for having me. First, um, you know, when I heard Della say celebra hunk, I figured she knew I was on the line. Um, <laughs> and so when she brought up Pratt, I was a little depressed. But um, it, in all seriousness, uh, uh, one of uh, my fellow broadcasters and really a guy I've been friends with for years, and we at Sackheads absolutely love and adore, uh, our friend Ken McClinton, who's uh, a broadcaster, he broadcasts the Exceptional Conservative Show, um, was on his show two nights ago and finished up his show and 
um, got notified by D.C. police that um, his daughter, he and his wife's daughter, um, Charnese Milton, uh, was killed on her way home from uh, covering a story for a, a local newspaper. Um, wow. How old Charnese, was she? She was 26. And um, she, no. had, uh, 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 she had Asperger's, and she graduated with Ball State and then went to Syracuse and... Um, graduated with honors uh, and got her master's in journalism. Um, she was just starting out as a journalist, um, and she was on her way home. Was at a bus stop in D.C. Um, or near a bus stop. Two guys get into an argument. One guy's on a motorcycle. The other one's kind of standing next to her. The guy on the motorcycle, um, who was a black male, pulls out a uh, pistol, and the other male that he was arguing with was also a black male, um, grabbed Sharnice, and used her as a human shield, and the guy on the motorcycle pulled the trigger. Wow. Um, she was struck in the heart and killed instantly. Well, at least, at um, least both, um, I'm grateful for that, at least. <clears throat> yeah, both both guys fled the area. They haven't been caught, um, and, and they're still at large. Where uh, is the riots for this of, girl? I'm sorry? Where are the riots for this girl? Well, and that's what where, you know, Ken actually went on the air last night. He actually did his show. He does a nightly show for us. Um, because he had to, you know, I think it was a little bit of self-therapy, but he's also, he shares his whole life on his show. Um, he's a great guy, by the way. I'm a fan of his and and, and know him somewhat, not like Sean does, but great guy. Great show, by the way. And the tragedy in it all is exactly where's the outrage. And that's what Ken said. Ken said, you know what? No marching in the world, no parade. None of that stuff is going to bring back my baby, but when is the country going to wake up to the fact that black-on-black crime kills more people and more blacks in general than any other crime? It's not whites killing blacks. It's not these rogue police officers that are going out there. And the ones that do, I say it all the time, they need to go to jail. Right. But it's such a tiny percentage, and it's minuscule. And, D.C., um, this is an area also that has the strictest, uh, next to Chicago, has, like, the strictest gun control in the area where she was. Correct. It, absolutely, absolutely. It's got one of the still in the country has one of the strictest gun controls. Um, and, and you know, the question became last night that Ken asked is, you know, where where are the leaders in the communities of all communities? Doesn't matter what race. Where are the leaders outraged and angry when the black on black crime is through the roof in this country? And literally every single day, hundreds of black youths are being killed by other black youths. Um, there's a lot of gang activity. Uh, you know, we saw in Baltimore this weekend what happened. Chicago this past weekend, I think it was, what, 50-something people shot, like 15 people killed. Baltimore was 9 and 17, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they want to point the finger at the police, and they want to point the finger at society, and they want to point the finger at, you know, uh, not having opportunity or not having, you know, minimum wage jobs being the problem and all this other stuff. Meanwhile... Nobody wants to have the conversation about why the black-on-black crime is so high and what we can do to stop it. It's a cultural um, issue, and this, the issue is going on in the family because there's a reason why that girl with Asperger's, with a disability, was able to go on and get multiple degrees and with honors. And maybe that's why there's no right in the streets for her because she didn't strong-arm a robbery before she ended up shot in the streets. Okay, this was exactly. an, this was a hardworking girl who didn't sit around. Obviously, <clears throat> was obviously was not raised in a home of victimhood, 
who went out and made a life for herself and got a job and got working and, you know, was a a self-sufficient human being. So that's why her life, I guess, doesn't matter, Sean, to those on the left. Yeah, and that's the sad part about it. You know, when you look at the family, they're such beautiful people. I've known them for so long, and they're just such wonderful people. And And he says it, you know, my baby's gone now, and where's the outrage? I will never hold my baby again. The last person to hold my child was a thug trying to hide from another thug. Horrible. Where is the outrage in this country? Well, and, well please you know, tell we, him we, that we're <coughs> we're outraged here for him, and that's why, you know, when I when I saw the story and I, I heard that it was connected, to, it was the same guy. I had no idea that it was him. Hmm. I asked you to call in tonight yeah. and share this story because, you know, those of us, <clears throat> you know, uh, clear thinking people, we need to honor those victims. Like her. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody again what her name is, because her name should be out there. Her name should be as well known as Freddie Gray. Absolutely. Sharnice Milton um, and Ken, uh, Ken McClinton is her dad and his wife that we call Mrs. Big because we don't like to go public with her name. <laughs> but um, it's just the world's, like I said, just the world's sweetest people. And then, you know, like you said, Freddie Gray, the entire city, you know, city goes insane and there's yeah. been no conviction. You watch what right. happened in Ferguson. The whole city goes insane. There was no, not even an indictment. More and no. more this happens with this emotional outrage and emotional conviction and public conviction of people doing, you know, police officers especially. Meanwhile, more police officers are being executed right now, and there's no focus on that. There's no focus when a beautiful light like Charlene is extinguished in this world. Yeah. There's no focus on that. But God forbid... There's a video that looks bad in only 10 seconds of its release, and all of a sudden they're marching the streets and burning cities. Right. In fact, on CNN, I turned on CNN this evening because I was getting so annoyed. I don't even know what I was watching on Fox. And it was all about some pregnant woman who uh, being arrested and who didn't want to give up her ID. That's the big story instead of this gal. You know, it's crazy. Or or let's talk about Dennis Hastert. You know, that's that's all they want to talk about. Right. Let's 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 deflect everything. Hey, climate change. I mean, look at the president today. Um, asked POTUS and you know the Coast Guard speech. Climate change is the biggest threat to America. Right. The left and we talk about this. Andrew, you and I talk about this at nauseum. The amount of spin that comes out of the left and the things that they will ignore versus the things that they will push to the <laughs> forefront is disgusting. And in this case, Chinese will be ignored. But like you said, the the pregnant woman who who refused to give her ID to police, that how right. were they supposed to know she was pregnant? Right. All of a sudden, that's a CNN story. Right. When I tell folks that mainstream media is as complicit as you can possibly get in these motives and these actions, this is prime example number one. I mean, we're literally just beating up social media. And all we're trying to do is find a witness to come forward or videotape or anything we can to bring peace to this family. Yeah. They and deserve it. There should be rights. You know, like yeah. Said, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Where are the rights in the police department there to up the investigation to find the savages who killed her? Got to shift gears because we've got about eight minutes left in the show. <clears throat> and I might as well keep you on the line, Sean, because I'm starting to lose my voice. And you and Alicia can kind of pick up this story here <laughs> since you live in California. <laughs> Calif- here at California and the Oscar for the worst performances a state for business goes to. California. <clears throat> no surprise, right? Um, they were uh, chief net did a survey of 500 CEOs from across the country. And uh, California got this prize because of their negative attitudes towards business, capricious regulatory system, as well as <clears throat> um, other issues. Any surprise to you guys with this revelation? 
Zero surprise to me. No. I, I'm a business owner and a lawyer who defends businesses uh, with regulations and lawsuits, so I see it every single day. Sean, anything yeah, you, you want to chime that? in on that? As a CEO of a small business in California, I absolutely would vote them the worst in the country. Um, when we were looking to incorporate, we did some, you know, obviously we live here, so the first inclination was to incorporate here, and then we compared it to other states, just the amount of expenses that you have to do just to become a business. Mm-hmm. Right. It's insane. So there's no shock to me. Uh, the amount of money that we have to pay out as a small business, it, it, it's staggering. If people really knew what California does to small business, which is the lifeblood of our country, well, yeah, and, and, and you know, when I posted this article, I said, you know, the saying is, and so goes California. Well, you look at tonight, the reports that this is the worst first quarter GDP in presidential history since 1947. This is liberalism in action. You look at the states that did well, according to the chief of the <clears throat> chief net, and it was Texas. They continue their 11 year reign as the best state. Florida is now at number two. Uh, because uh, Governor Rick Scott <clears throat> told Chief Executive, he said, we've learned from Texas how to tell our story better. And that helps. And it helps that we've cut taxes 25 times to the tune of about four hundred million dollars. Hey, you cut taxes. You you know, it's real simple. You make it less expensive. You make it easier for people to open and operate a business. And they're going to go there and then they're going to hire people and everybody's going to do better. And actually, revenues, tax revenues go up. You know, people and the American people need to wake up to the reality of liberal policies and how it's destroying this nation. You know, I, uh, I wrote a checklist uh, about a month ago of all the paperwork you have to fill out uh, to start a business in the, in the state of California, and it's like four pages, a single-space line of just the work. Yeah. It's ridiculous, you know, and uh, I... Uh, I have my, I'm headquartered in Missouri for a reason. And I, you know, I just got hit with my property tax bill. Uh, so I, as business, I have to pay taxes on every pen and piece of paper that my firm uses on top of the, the, the sales tax. I have to pay a, a property tax every year. So I have somebody who has to keep an inventory of every uh, office supply, of every computer, of every chair we sit in. Uh, and then we have to report that at the beginning of the year and then I have to pay a tax on it. I find it so aggravating that I just don't want to grow my business in California. It's just too annoying. Yeah, and so and then and then everybody suffers here because you know you're not growing. Even the businesses in like Silicon Valley, like the the Googles and the and the big companies, they're not when they expand. They're going to Utah. They're going to Texas. They're not expanding here. You know, but boy, they boy they love you know they love to you know cozy up to Obama and have fundraisers and stuff at his house. It's kind of like the entertainment industry. You know, they're oh these big mouths up in La La love to talk about the evil corporate CEOs and how much money they're making and ta- taxes, taxes, taxes. There has not been a major motion picture filmed here, in I don't know how many years because they're skipping off to all the red states where there's lower taxes or Canada or Belgium yeah. and other countries to shoot their movies. You know, it, it's like, I have a client who is a, a film uh, producer, and it's a, uh, they're Hispanic. And because they're Hispanic, they don't have as much resources and uh, access to actors outside of the L.A. community. And so they filmed in, in L.A., and they had to pay so much money to do all these things just to, to have, like, firemen show up on a set for, like, a week's worth of filming. You know, they had to do all of these things. Yeah. And, it just crushed them from a budget standpoint. So my first advice to them was as soon as you can start filming outside of California, you should. There's a reason that the porn industry moved to Las Vegas. Exactly. 
There's a reason why no movies are, are made here. Even TV shows are being filmed in Atlanta and North Carolina. Speaking of hypocrisy, yep. did y'all hear about the unions and how there's this big movement, you know, demanding minimum wage everywhere. And the unions paid people to go out and march all around L.A., you know, demanding $15 an hour. Then after that got passed by the L.A. City Council, the union said, hey, y'all know what? We sure would like a provision that allows us to negotiate contracts paying people below $15 an hour. Of course they do. Yeah, I mean, it's typical, typical, typical liberalism. The elites don't ever want to have to live under their own policies. It's mob tactics. It's, you know, uh, you know, it's Don Vito going around the neighborhood on behalf of Corleone Olive Oil saying, hey, you know, slip me some money and I'll, you know, take care of you. You you turn into a union shop and I'll make sure you don't have to pay people 15 an hour. Right. I was just going to say that that was the motivation behind it. They want to turn everybody into... (laughs) To, uh, union shops because and unions are a racket by the way they completely hurt the the, the employee and uh, you know the, the, the force people to pay these dues which cuts into their pay and the unions do not protect the employees the way they think they do I, I can't tell you how many times I've had employees call me and tell me that they got screwed and their union didn't protect them and they don't understand why and they want me to go after their union and I tell them you, you don't have a chance a snowball's right. chance is hell and that's because <laughs> unions are little Marxist utopias to where the, the people have to give up more, more, more of their money to the to the union bigwigs and, yep. you know, and, and everybody's equal and you get paid the same if you're sitting there working hard while the guy next to you goes out and smokes pot during the lunch break. But big labor is, is just as bad as big corporations, if not worse. You know, Far worse, because they reward me. They reward mediocrity. Hey, Andrea, yes. all it is is legalized racketeering, like Alicia said. And it's been going on for years. Um, and the most amazing thing is, is you know, unions are started when work was extremely dangerous and there were poor safety structures in place. Yeah, that movie Norma Ray was filmed in the, the textile factory my grandmother worked at for many years before it became union, unionized. Now it's like everything. We don't need unions. We have labor laws. Yeah, well, and, and if you have OSHA and Cal OSHA in California, you have no choice. It doesn't matter if you have a union or not. There's a million different things that you have to license left and right. And if you step out of line, they'll shut you down. So what do you need unions for? Right. I've never needed to negotiate. I've never needed a union to negotiate on my behalf. I don't want to be part of some group uh, contract. I want to negotiate my own deal on the basis of my own merits and my own performance and my own abilities. I don't want to be hamstrung. I don't want to have my income tied to some loser sitting next to me in a cubicle. Now, I got about a minute left. I'm going to ask you all real quick, 10 seconds, if one piece of advice you could give to college graduates. Go. Alicia. Um, you know, I would say, first of all, graduate uh, in, a, in a science or an engineering degree. Get a skill. That, uh, all right. I got to go to Sean. Real quick, Sean. Um, honor and integrity your whole life. Never never, never uh, sacrifice your values for an easy dollar. Awesome. I'm going to leave it with this. Nobody owes you anything. That's my number one life lesson. All right. Love all you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Andrew E.K. Show. All y'all out there on Facebook and on Twitter at Andrew K. 5 Alicia Dern, you're the absolute best. You are too, Sean. Check out SHR Media. Lots of great shows there. Love you all. Have a great weekend, everybody. The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.